Every week, the Orange Fizz team breaks down the five most pressing questions about Syracuse athletics. Holy cow, what a big-time defensive play! No holds barred. I paid the fool. It's the Fizz Five. Five! We are fresh off of Syracuse's first bowl in four years. And unfortunately for Syracuse, Minnesota is your 2022 Pinstripe Bowl champion. The Golden Gophers got the best of the Orange today, 28-20. to And we are fresh off the game, hot off the presses. So as we dive into this one, a bowl game that Syracuse maybe could have won if a lot of things went its way. But at the end of the day... My takeaway from this game was that the better team and the one built to last and win was victorious today, that being Minnesota. The Golden Gophers had the players and the structure to win. Running game, defense, and unexpected spark through the passing game, those are key factors for teams that want to win late in the year with banged-up squads and ones that want to win in cold weather. You know, Minnesota was the squad practicing without sleeves in pregame, and Syracuse was the one that hadn't played in almost five weeks and uh, looked awfully slow on this game, whether that was the awful Yankee Stadium turf or just a lack of energy to start out that went through the game for Syracuse, as anyone's guess. But Minnesota played well enough. The stat sheet may tell you that Syracuse played a little bit better than it actually did. But at the end of the day, Syracuse had chances to stay in the game. Overall, didn't do enough to keep it close. You look at the stat sheet, as I said, the Orange outgained Minnesota 477 to 213. Dino Babers' squad had the ball for plenty of time in this game, ran 85 plays on offense. The Orange had more yards per play, more first downs. Garrett Schrader threw over 50 passes in this game. Didn't have his best game of all time in Orange, and we'll get to that a little bit more later. But he played well enough, had a couple gritty runs for scores. SU could have won this game, but unfortunately just had too many pieces not play, either because they went to the draft or because they were injured. For a couple different reasons, SU just didn't have all of its horses, and I think you saw that clearly evident in this game. I mean, Syracuse had two turnovers in this game, penalty problems, including that final one on Elijah Clark that didn't even make the TV broadcast, but that unsportsmanlike conduct penalty on the fourth down stop, SU probably would have gotten the ball with about 20 seconds left and a chance to wing one more pass downfield, but instead Clark did something that wasn't even shown on TV, evidently got up and celebrated a bit too much for the liking of a couple Big 12 referees who called Clark for a penalty and gave Minnesota the chance to kneel down with Mo Ibrahim on the field. So penalties for Syracuse, that's just the last one of the game. But apart from the end of half drive that took five plays and 86 yards and 47 seconds, Syracuse didn't really put anything lengthy together for the entire game against Minnesota's defense until the final touchdown drive that made it 28-20. to that Garrett Schrader run that took about 20 minutes for him to finally give up on the pass play and run his way into the end zone and the near flag. That was the first prolonged drive that Syracuse put together since the one that ended the first half to make it 14 to seven. You know, the Cuse got the ball back to start the second half. And, and we'll talk a little bit about that play, but 
you know, mistakes in this game that we talk about, the two turnovers, the penalties, the first half overthrow from Schrader to uh, LaQuint Allen, who had a very good game, and it wasn't his fault that Schrader just didn't quite have the touch to get him a pass down the seam. Allen had beaten a linebacker with nothing in front of him for about 60 more yards, but the pass fell incomplete, could have been his touchdown there. Minnesota had a 64-yard kickoff return touchdown in this game. The Golden Gophers saw another kickoff go out of bounds. I mean, Syracuse just kept doing things that made it look like they weren't all there. You know, Minnesota looked like the team that had the more fire in this one. And the killer play, no matter how you try to dice this one up, 8.55 left in the third quarter. Syracuse starts a drive down 14-10. And four plays into that drive, it was Schrader's pick six to Coleman Bryson, the eventual pinstripe ball player of the game. That was the absolute backbreaker in this one. I mean, if SU had scored on that drive, all of a sudden it's 17-14, to 14, 17 unanswered points, Minnesota is on its heels. But instead, that pick six that made it 21-10 to 10 with not a lot of time left in the third quarter, that is your big play of the game. You know, Schrader had some interceptions down the stretch in the regular season where he stared down guys and Sometimes it looked like he made some bad choices, sometimes maybe instigated by an injury he had. He was banged up down the stretch, but he was healthy today, made a bad read, made a bad choice, and Coleman Bryson jumped the route for Minnesota for six points. You felt pretty good about what SU was doing to that point, having hung in and, and built some momentum, but that was a bad choice, and it changed the game for good. However, for me, this game doesn't move the needle on Dino Babers one way or another. I didn't come away from this one thinking, yep, that's it. Babers has to go. It was a terrible effort, and this is it for him, hands down. You know, if anything, it makes me feel a little bit better about him heading into the offseason. You know, look at the names SU was down coming into this bowl. Garrett Williams has been out for a couple games due to injury. We knew he wasn't going to play, but Michael Jones yesterday announced that he was headed to the draft. Sean Tucker had already done that. Matthew Bergeron as well. Jod Carter, your starting safety, had hit the transfer portal. It's, it's a wonder that Syracuse hung in this game for as long as it did. And to me, that's a testament to a coach still having his guys play for him and play well. Even guys who didn't have big roles during the season. You look at the names that the ESPN crew had to dig deep for during this game from Caden Bailey to Quan Peterson to Donovan Brown and Kevin Jobity. These are all defensive names. And these are guys who made tackles in this game. They contributed on the stat sheet. They'll show up on it forever. They were in there facing Tanner Morgan, one of the best quarterbacks in Minnesota history, and Mo Ibrahim, who didn't even play the second half, but got his record in the first half as the single-season rushing record holder. For the Golden Gophers, a guy who, for all intents and purposes, had a better season than Sean Tucker did last year. I mean, think about how good that is. Ibrahim did all his work in the first half. And that defense manned by guys like Caden Bailey and Kevin Jobity and Elijah Fuentes Cundiff had to face off against a Minnesota offense that played most of its guys. Four starting offensive linemen were in there for the Golden Gophers, minus their center. You had skill guys out there that SU had to deal with, that's a tough task. And, and I give a lot of credit not only to Dino Babers, but to Nickman Rose defense as well. 
His first game as defensive coordinator, now with the absence of Tony White, held Minnesota to 14 points you know, offensively, 213 total yards, 2.2 yards per carry. You know, these are strong figures for a Syracuse defense that down the stretch did not play very well in the regular season. But the pick six is the killer in this game. You can't chalk that up to bad defense. That was an offensive mistake that unfortunately put points on the board. And if it hadn't happened, you're looking at a different game down the stretch. So the Orange finish up seven and six on this year, thanks in part to that mistake. And for those of you who have joined us, this is Carter Bainbridge on the Orange Fizz Instant reaction post-game Twitter space to the 2022 Pinstripe Bowl. Minnesota just prevailed over Syracuse 28-20, to and we are breaking it down shortly after we just saw the ending of this one. On the positive side, though, we just talked about the defense without Tony White, but this offense under its first game in the tutelage of Jason Beck, now manning offensive coordinator roles with Robert and I, now headed down to NC State, I thought a shining bright light in this game was LaQuint Allen, the true freshman running back, former Gatorade player of the year in New Jersey. Didn't have a huge role in the offense this year, had under 200 yards rushing in the regular season. I don't think a lot of people expected him to contribute much against a very stingy and experienced Minnesota defense, but he was running hard and involved in almost every single play in the second half. He was either running the ball or catching short passes from Garrett Schrader with the Minnesota defense was giving the Orange offense. But what a game for the freshman. LaQuint Allen, 15 carries for 94 yards to lead the team on the ground. 11 catches for 60 more to lead the team in receptions. So he was involved in a lot on the offensive end. And Minnesota was letting him play, but didn't look like they had a great answer for how hard those legs were churning. You can try and measure how hard a guy is running with you know, yards per carry and yards after contact and things like that. But you can tell pretty easily if a guy's running hard or not. And Allen was certainly doing that. So I think life after Sean Tucker doesn't look quite as <laughs> quite as bad as it did maybe a few weeks ago. I think there's a lot to like for Allen in particular as we head into the offseason. Lots of change coming up for the Orange next year, but got to feel good about what Allen did today. So as we wrap up this post-game instant reaction Twitter space, I also want to mention that if anybody in here wants to speak up, feel free. I'll hand you the mic and you can share your thoughts on this year's Pinstripe Bowl. Syracuse making another appearance in this bowl game, but for the first time a lost in Yankee Stadium, this time to Minnesota. And to me, the final takeaway that I had was that this was a difficult and appropriate ending for a team that, could have been more this season, if not for injuries that started all the way back in week one. You think back to Stephon Thompson, Chris Elmore, when they went down against Louisville, kind of set the tone, didn't know it at the time, for what would be a difficult and injury-marred 2022 season for the Syracuse Orange. From 6-0 and to 7-6, and you're still talking about a winning season. And for Syracuse, that is a plus. Even though it didn't quite end the way you may have wanted it to, getting out of the losing doldrums is... A positive for this squad. And for a team that's about to look a lot different next year, there's enough to like after a few bad seasons to feel all right going into the offseason. Syracuse lost its bowl game today against a good team. And like I said, to open this space, I personally believe that the better team won today. Minnesota had its horses, had a style of play that didn't match up very well against the Syracuse defense. And 
eventually you saw that borne out in the final score. Again, 28 to 20 was your final. The Golden Gophers taking down the orange in the, the pinstripe bowl. So that's going to wrap things up for us on the Orange Fizz Instant Reaction Twitter space. Hope you enjoyed the bowl game, and we hope you enjoyed our football coverage this season. We enjoyed doing the spaces. This was our first year doing them. You can expect more of that next year on theorangefizz.com. And stay tuned for our Syracuse basketball coverage. We have the same type of coverage that we do for football for men's basketball, so expect articles and post-game spaces as the season moves along and the basketball team is back on the court in just two days, New Year's Eve, when the Orange take on Boston College in the JMA Wireless Dome. So be on the lookout for that on the Orange Fizz Twitter account and on theorangefizz.com. But for now, this has been Carter Bainbridge on our post-game Twitter space signing off. We'll see you next time. And that's your Fizz 5. Listen next week. Subscribe, rate, and review. This has been an Orange Fizz production.